Reese. This is live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Melinda. What? Hold that thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a very exciting show. We don't know yes. what's going to happen, no, but it is going to be exciting. I guarantee you that. Yeah. So thank you for tuning in. Hey, we have some VIP tickets we're going to give away at the, let's say, let's just give them away right after the break. Right after the so break. in about 30 minutes, but I want to do a short plug. It's going to be the biggest Christian festival coming to Ontario to the Citizens Bank Business Arena. I think I said that backwards. Yes, Citizen okay. Business <laughs> Bank Arena. I'm dyslexic, by the way. That happens all the time. It's called Spirit West Coast. And I guarantee many, many of the listeners have been to this or heard of this. It's a huge festival. Um, I Actually, I think it used to be – It's in, they used to do it in San Diego – didn't here. they do it in Costa Mesa one year or the fairgrounds? And, and they did it up in uh, – it used to be all the way up in uh, – Up north. Up north as well, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah. And it's coming again to Ontario. The lineup is going to be Toby Mac, Crowder, Mac Powell. Uh, who else? Third Day. Phil uh, Wickham. Phil Wickham. Who else? Uh, it says Holland and uh, Zach, Zach Williams. Williams. It's going to be on and cracking. And we got two yep. VIP tickets. And they're going to be the best seats in the house. And now, it's June 9th at 4. Yeah. And I've been there before. And I've actually got some of these VIP tickets from the promoter. And, and literally, you're like right there in the front. It's like prime seats. Crystal and I went last year. It so, says best seats in the house. Plus, you have ex- exclusive VIP lounge access. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Merchandise. Now gift that, card. That's, $10. That's Ontario, California for those in oh, yeah. Canada. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'd like to go down the ring. You know, it'd be really nice. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be epic. And with these VIP tickets, you're going to be able to take uh, Melinda and Sean with you on the exactly. trip. So we just got to get a couple more VIPs. That's right. And they will accompany you on the trip. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be rad. What else is going on? Isn't there like there's a conference going on? Yeah, there's a, a big conference that's coming up. Uh, the CCA Stay the Course, and uh, we encourage you. You know, Ryan just got added to the list. The speakers are awesome. You can go to cca.westcoast.org uh, to sign up. If you have the call of this is a pastors and leaders conference, but also at the end we have now opened it up. The Tons of people are coming. We're seeing the numbers continue to grow. It's going to max out here. So if you were wanting to attend this event, I would encourage you to do so. Ryan just got added to um, the list as well. You could go to ccawestcoast.org to register now. You can register right now. Um, amazing speakers from Raw Reese, Don McClure, all these guys are going to be there. And I'm telling you, I believe that the Lord will speak to you and encourage you in the direction that he has for your life. I'm just bummed I had to pay $30,000 to get on the line. <laughs> you know? I can't believe it. I know. With your connections? I and know. you still had to pay? Really? $30,000 to come speak. Yeah. No, the fact that I got invited to this thing is, like, ridiculous. I can't believe it. You know, um, exciting. But, you know, I've been thinking about what the heck am I doing there? What am I going to do there? And I just, you know, I've been just kind of meditating on, like, God, what do you want to do? Like, what? what is... What is my purpose there? And I've, as I've been just kind of thinking about things and just what God's been doing in my heart is I feel that um, it's the last days, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't care if people are like, oh, I don't want to hear the last days, you know. 
Dude, the times, the signs of the times. I mean, you know, this show is all about the signs of the times, what's exactly. going on in culture and everything. And I just feel that uh, there is going to be another awakening. You know, God's going to do a move, but he has to do a move in the people before. Like, you can't have a, a dirty church or, like, pastors or leaders that are, like, not on fire right. for God. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of people have are in it. ministry, but they're not on yeah. fire. Right. You know, for whatever reason. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, man, we're just waiting for God to move. And it's like, dude, you're dead. Right. <laughs> exactly. like, you need to be like, uh, a better way to say it is like, there's that part where Paul says to fan that flame. Right. Yeah. You know, when they laid their hands on Timothy, yeah. he said to fan that flame. Yeah. It's like, Stir up that, the gifts. Yeah, yeah. That flame. I've been reading commentary. So, who, you know, yeah. I don't know if it, one of the commentaries said flame or what, right. whatever yeah. it is, but it's like, you have this little, uh, sometimes when you're in ministry, you could start off with this big flame, you're on fire, mm-hmm. but then you can get in this little tiny flicker, like a little candle. Yep. In reality, you know, a better illustration is you know you need to throw a, a couple gallons of a gasoline, gasoline. <laughs> and let that thing just unite. Yep. I just saw this yep. dude like light a house on fire the other night on this blog, and hey, that thing just caught, and it just it, the whole house just went up. And that's what basically needs to happen in our lives. Mm. We need to be on fire and in tune, and there should be nothing separating us from the relationship with Christ. Right. And that's the only thing that separates us, you guys know, is sin. Right. right. And what, you know, that study I just gave last week and was it John 12, like the middle section is when Jesus says the hour has come, you know, f- for him to go to the cross. And that hour, going back to, you know, what I feel like I want to speak on is that hour is for us. The king is coming. Right. And it's time for us to die. Time to us to die to self, so. deny self. Murder your flesh, as it says in uh, Romans 8.13, if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you live after the spirit, we must mortify the deeds of the flesh so that we can live. And that's what it comes down to. And I honestly believe that, you know, I just pray that God is going to give me this message. And I think it is that message is to deny self and to be like that John the Baptist in this generation. We could all live that John the Baptist. We all, we were yeah. all called to live out the great commission mm-hmm. in, in different looks. You know, right. we had that Melissa on last week with her husband and they were living out that great commission in Africa. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we live in LA. We're going, the whosoever is going to the high school is living out the great commission. Mm-hmm. But you, Melinda, you're a mom, you're, you're in high schools. You're, you know, you're, you're living elementary. out the great commission. Huh? <laughs> high school, elementary, junior Ele- high. Yeah. But yeah. you're living yeah. out the great commission. In your right. community, in, exactly. that, in, that, in that community, Sean, yep. you know, you're at the church and as well as the radio and other things. So, and, and, I, and I coach the Dodgers. <laughs> and you're a coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> True. I, th- I think that through time and as you are walking with the Lord for a while or even a short time, I think that you just end up being like discouraged and you have despair. And I was reading, uh, Chuck's devotion today, not on the correct day, but I was reading it today, and it says, when we just look at our physical circumstances, we despair. But if you can look at the spiritual truth, you will gain a whole new perspective. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's how different things look when we look through our spiritual eyes. You know what I'm saying? And I think people get caught up with what's going on in the world, and they see such despair because it's so crazy out there, but yet... We need to always be looking through our spiritual eyes and our spiritual eyes only because that's the only way that we are going to have the right and the whole and new perspective of things. For sure. And that's where um, 
uh, a work of God can take place in our lives. Um, I was thinking as Ryan was speaking right now, when you're looking at the world around us, uh, there's two parts of Scripture that always stand out to me when it comes to exhortation. One in Romans 13 where, it's, where Paul says, and do this knowing that it is high time to awake out of sleep. And that sleep he's talking about is spiritual sleep mm-hmm. and that our salvation is nearer than when we first believe. And to, it's really an exhortation to live after uh, a godliness. And also in Ephesians 5, and this one to me is powerful. We're going to be talking about a lot of things here on the show this this night, and we're going to be taking a question on anything that maybe um, is taking place in your life, a question you have, whether it has to do with ministry, maybe it's a marriage, a relationship, whatever it might be. You can call in throughout the show at 888 564 The scripture is talking about it says, See then that you walk circumspectly. That mm-hmm. word just means carefully. Right. You know, look at the world around you. And Paul's saying, like, do inventory. And he's saying, walk carefully. Walk with wisdom and know what God's will is for your life personally. Then he will go on to have an exhortation. Do not be drunk with wine, which is dispensation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. He says, you want to know God's will? Then have a pure mind. Right. Be able to be connected to what the Lord has to do in your life. And I believe that's one of the greatest, I think, encouragements from living a lifestyle of drunkenness and partying and everything like this as a believer is that I want to be so in tune with what God is speaking to me. I don't want anything to cloud my judgment. I don't want to do anything that's going to blur or drown out the voice of God in my life. And that's what Paul is saying. Don't be intoxicated. Don't be given over to wine or or alcohol, but be intoxicated. With the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Mm-hmm. Not only the alcohol, but you can literally get jacked up just from all the distractions. Mm-hmm. How can we be used if we're literally getting distracted by everything around us with social media and the stuff that we're listening to, the stuff that we're watching? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know, I've been doing inventory in my life. Just going, dude, there's stuff that I, I want to grow into a deeper relationship with God right now in my life more than ever. Right. And it's, you know, I know all of us in this mm-hmm. room personally, obviously, and we, we're, we, we're constantly digging in. Yeah. Right. We're constantly digging in for a, a stronger relationship with my God, with, with God. But for me, it's like right now, even more so is like, I want to be used by God. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally trying to even clean more stuff out of my life. Because whatever I got to, whatever it takes, I want to be available. I don't want to just be that mediocre Christian. I want to keep fanning that flame. I want to keep dousing gasoline on my heart, if you know, if you you will, to, to, to um, fire me up. You know, I, there was, there was this one guy, I went to a pastor's conference um, and actually I spoke at the seniors pastor's conference for like 10 minutes. Chuck Smith, let me get up there and, and, uh, and speak, you know, talk about the whosoever's movement and Brian Broderson together at that time. And basically I went up and I, and I spoke and I was all fired up and I was just like looking around and I was just like, man, you know, I just, I see a lot of gray hair out here. Like, where's all the young, where's all right. the young people, man? Like, where are we going? Like Chuck Smith says, he says, you know, the, what's, there's only difference between a rut and a grave is that, you know, the depth and the, and the width mm-hmm. of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I got, so I, I just went up there and I kind of spoke and I was just like, man, you guys, we need to reach the world like the world is on the highway to hell and, and we got we to gotta reach them and we need that next young generation. And I guess, you know, I was in a coffee bar, but I, someone overheard someone else, another pastor telling this other dude saying, yeah, Ryan's all fired up right now, but just, just give him, you know, give him a few years and just watch what happens. 
And mm. I hate to say, well, I don't hate to say it. <laughs> the reality is, I'm more on fire than I've ever been. Yeah. Right. But yeah. you get, dude, distractions. Yeah. We'll put that fire out. Seriously. Sure. What in? Let's just talk about this for a second. Yeah. You guys answer this question. Yeah. What are the things if you're fired up? When there's a there's a time in all of our lives when you start kind of losing that fire, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. yeah. What what were the things? Let's just start with Melinda. What were those things? Am I putting you on the spot? Yes. I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Let's, no, I don't know. How, how do I answer this? Let's I'm just worried. go on. Uh, just like what were a couple of the things that were encountering your life that started kind of f- letting that flame go out before you re I would have to it. say for me, it's not a matter of like a certain thing. It's a matter of me getting, having my life take over me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's so many things that happen, like just, uh, shuttling my kids from here to there and just, you know, having all this stuff that I have to do. And then all of a sudden the day goes by and you're like, wait a minute. Like I didn't have time to sit with the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's not that I didn't hear his word on the radio. It's not that I didn't read something in his word, but actually sitting there and having that time to listen, you know, and it's like as a mom or as someone who, you know, works in a job that's really demanding, like that could be very difficult. And so just I think for me, like I can't get condemned also about it, but I just need to be aware of it. Like, for instance, when I come home, I have to do homework, then I have to cook. But then there is that little time that I do have. So how am I going to spend that time? Am I going to sit down and just veg? You know what I'm saying? It's like we all have these times where we can decide what we're going to do with it. It might not be that much time, but yet that's our time to do what we want with it. So how are you going to use that time? Are you going to use it just to sit around? Or are you going to use it to really dig into the word of God? Right. You know, and mm-hmm. that's, I think it's just hard. Uh, for me, I would say um, busyness. Busyness, you know, mm-hmm. um, like you, Ryan, you were saying, distractions. You know, since I, I came to the Lord, I came to the Lord almost 13 years ago now, which is pretty crazy. Time's gone by fast. Um, but within that first year, I came into full time ministry where it's like, you know, many hours. And then it's your heart stirring, like, okay, Lord, I, you're sitting in Bible studies and you want to be used by God. And then a lot of opportunities start to, to open up. And then I remember at one point I was doing so many different things. I was involved in too many things. And though I was doing all these things for the Lord, after a while they kind of bog you down. I was able to maintain and manage. Um, but when it came to just maybe those moments, like you said, like immature that is needed, then that's like, where either I'd have conviction in my life or I shouldn't be, you know, worn down at this particular thing. There's something that I may be doing wrong, you know, and I want to have joy. If I don't feel like I have joy in what I'm doing, then there's something wrong. That's like a barometer in my life. That That's like a check mark in my life. So if I don't have joy in the situation, then I'm I'm taking on too many things. Because we talk about Mary and Martha, that story is key when it comes to ministry and mm-hmm. busyness of life. There was one that was doing a lot of things, and there was one that just sat at the feet of Jesus. But isn't that, that's like the war. That's yes, like the, the war. ongoing yeah. war yep. forever. No, to the day you die. No, yes. for sure. And I've, I've wrestled with all of those things, and I've been honest before where it's like, uh, man, I've never had that time um, where you're able to just, you know, go to church on a right. Wednesday or a Sunday and then leave and go mm-hmm. to lunch and everything. Right. Like, I've always been 
full-blown, you know, doing things. Exactly. And I said, well, maybe I'm supposed to just be chilling in the pew. I've had those those thoughts right. over the years at different times, but then the Lord always reminds me, like, he has placed me in this. He has placed me in this position. He has given me these opportunities. This is the will of God for my life. So that being the case, as the Bible says that the things of the Lord is not a burden. And Jesus says that um, his burden is light. And I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. And if I'm taking it, you referenced Chuck a little bit ago, and there's a script, there's a part that he always breaks down on that saying, you're carrying, if you're carrying something that is too heavy, maybe you're carrying something that God hasn't called you to carry, you know, and I have to do inventory when it even comes to the show. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when Ryan asked me to be a part of the show, I really had to pray about it because it's a Saturday night. Right. And I have things and responsibilities and Sunday and other things. I had to have peace and everything so that I actually remove myself from a couple of things so, you know, I can have be a good husband. Because if I do ministry, I'm not a good husband. I'm not a good father. You're it's pointless. Fail- it's right. like, yeah, pointless. It's, yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's pointless. Yeah. That's why, you know, I want to do coach. I, right. I want to be with my kids. I, I, I don't believe that you could be effective in the long term, like Ryan, you were saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be like that that rocket where you go up in the sky and it's like, oh, wow, like fireworks right. and you never see them again. Exactly. you got to have longevity when it comes to ministry. Slow and steady. Right. I heard Michael Guido say one time, he said, uh, um, like what, one of the things that's going to matter is when you die, you know, these are people that are in ministry. Right. I guess just anyone. Yeah, anyone. Well, when you die, like, what, like what's your family going to say about you? And your kid's going to be like, yeah, man, he saved a lot of people, and like he toured the world, and I didn't really have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. He was sure, he sure did a lot of ministry, really good, really caught up in the whole church thing, but never around, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is my question to yeah. you. Yeah, you live that life. Mm-hmm. I you, live that I, life now. No, you did mm-hmm. growing up. Your mm-hmm. dad was full on ministry. I traveled he, all over with my dad. I know, but do you like when he dies? Is that you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like yeah. there's a proper way of doing it. Also, that yeah. even if you're a full blown in ministry, that doesn't mean that your family's neglected. No, do you my, know what I'm saying. You have to be able to look to at that. So let's yeah. talk about my life. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about it. Why Come not? On. Okay, my dad's all Reese. Okay, so. I remember growing up, my dad was very heavily in the ministry. He was doing uh, crusades and all these things. But for me, I can't talk for my brothers. Right. I'm obviously, I'm six years difference. But I traveled Don't all over the place. Rub it in. I'm six years. <laughs> I'm actually really young. <laughs> and I'm working on my bikini body. Yeah. <laughs> it's not working so good. For summer. <laughs> uh, summer's coming. Two twi- uh, 2020. So, twenty twenty is coming. <laughs> I, I don't. You know what? I don't know what you're gonna look like in twenty twenty, man. Well, I think hey. I'll be okay. Yeah, I think I'll make it. You do. We're gonna have to put just those, keep going with your put those two mics together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, so my dad, uh, me growing up. I, he was at church. He did a lot of ministry, but I did go on all the trips with him anytime mm-hmm. he traveled. So I was always there seeing ministry happen. My mom would go on mission trips. They would take me. It was, we were fortunate enough to be able to go right. with them. So like my dad always traveled with one person as accountability, just right. like I do. Uh-huh. So I would be that person. Right. You know, and sometimes my mom would go too, just depending, but she had a lot of stuff going on back home at that time. But my dad was always at my soccer games football games, any, right. any stuff like that. Just like Sean's, he's always at his mm-hmm. kid. He's coaching, actually. Right. Um, trying to think what else. My dad was at my open houses. 
All, all those, like, all those, I don't know, what else? Milestone or important things in life. Like, any he of those, made it. Any of those things yeah. my dad was at. Yeah. And my mom, obviously. Right. So all those things. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom like you. Right. So she was always Used around. To Used to be. Oh, you're not? You're working now? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm oh, working. you are working now. But I mean, um, Crystal's like, Because no, we just wish. met. Crystal's like, I wish. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, not yet, young Jedi. Yes, exactly. Yet. Your um, time will come. But basically, you know, she was always around. And right. my mom, um, my dad, was he was around for those things. So, yeah. I, there is a balance. You can have a balance. There doesn't have to be, you know, yeah. that. Yeah. And your mom or your wife's always yeah. around for your kids, stay at home. Yeah. And you're there for the games and different things. There is a balance. But a guy could do this even if. People are listening right now. A guy could do this even with the job, just like true. Not be wrong. I'm trying to find the oh, whole. For sure. I'm right. trying to find my own my my own balance right, right now. I, you know, I, I can't really say I have. You know, I'm trying to figure it out right now. Right. I'm newly married. I just had triplets. Like we don't know what's going on right now. I'm right. Trying to figure it all out. So I'll get back to you guys. Okay. Let, <laughs> you know, let us know when you figure it out. Yeah, uh, I, I can't speak for myself right now because I'm still trying to figure it out. Right. <laughs> Well, you're in the trenches still. If you're, if you're tuning in right now, this is Live with Ryan Reese. We're going to be taking your calls and the questions that have come through over the last couple of weeks. We're continuing um, um, compiling all these questions and we'll answer them as the shows go forward. Um, but if you want to call in tonight, you can 888-564-6173. Again, 888-564-6173. Okay, let's take a question real quick before let's do it. we get... Oh, here. Let's grab... Oh. There was a call. There was, I think, someone called in about um, Pirates Cove, right? Pirate Cove baptism. The Pirates Cove baptism is normally in August, so uh, we don't have a date yet, but we will um, soon. Okay, I have a question. I'm going to read it. Okay, how do you introduce people to your faith who aren't believers without pushing them away? That's a good question, and I know Ryan has uh, talked about it a lot as maybe the Lord separated from some of the guys that he ran with for for a little bit from the industry uh, in the beginning of his walk, and now as he has grown in the Lord, now he kind of sees the most important thing is relationship. You know, it's being who you, you know, let them see the change and transformation in your life. You know, I I don't think it is the most effective way to just go out preaching crazy to your friends and everything where... Um, you're you're forcing the right. issue, you know. I believe the Holy Spirit works in people's lives individually. Uh, he allows like circumstances in their lives to maybe spark interest sometimes, or maybe conviction or whatever it might be. And you just being like a complimentary place, building relationship, right. showing you actually care, exactly. not like okay, he said this, okay, and now I'm going in for the throat, right. the jugular, and now I'm gonna because share real- my faith. Because realistically, Lord's gonna open the door. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And we don't have to kick open the door. He's going to open it. Go there, ahead. There was there was a there was a conference. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There was a conference at Calvary Chapel Downey recently, and you could actually download it or uh, watch the the streaming videos on uh, their website, Calvary Chapel Downey. But Dave Roth actually uh, spoke. He did a he did a question he, and answer. He, no? You know, he did a thing where he just kind of broke down like from my parents' generation to the oh. next generation to the boomers right. all the way to the millennials. Millennials, and basically what he what he said is that um, the surveys and statistics say that the millennials um, they want it straight the way like they they, they don't want anything sugar coated they don't want the right. package like hey guys now today we're gonna talk about mm-hmm. and just sugar they right. don't want that they right. want it like look 
God loves you. He has a plan for you. He created you with a purpose. There's heaven right. and hell. It's all real. It's up to you to choose. But God loves, you know, yeah. they want it straight in love. Right. But that's, that's what people want. And the king of relationship was Jesus mm-hmm. and the disciples. That is the absolute key. What I believe is it's just relationships, just being there. And, and loving and, them anyways. Yeah, and that's what it, that was also about the millennials. They uh-huh. said that they want that relationship. They want right. they want like hang time. Right. It's not like, hey man, you guys need Jesus and see you later. Right. They want right. like they want relationship. Yeah. They want you to invest in them. You well, know because what I'm think about their relationship. They live through a TV screen. Exactly. Or a video, whatever. Right. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, they want to be heard. Do you know what I'm saying? Like whenever I talk to anybody, like I don't know why, but the Lord always opens the door in Starbucks and I always talk to people in Starbucks. And they just want to be heard. And I just listen. I don't tell them, oh, you're wrong or anything. No. And then at the end, then it's my turn to speak. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they're more apt to hear me because I allowed them to talk. Yeah. But if I never allowed them to speak, then they would be like, oh, forget you. I don't want to hear what you have to say. But I respect them enough to hear them out. And then I come in with what I believe, you know, and it it works. That's, that's a big problem um, with Christians because we – this this is our own fault because we do know the truth. Right. We know the truth. We know what we know what g- gets us to heaven. It's Jesus right. Christ. It's the cross. That's the truth. We exactly. know that. But the problem that we have, which I even had kind of at the beginning too, mm-hmm. is because we know the truth. We know that there is no other God. It's right. only Jesus Christ is the way. So we don't allow people to say their opinion because we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 no. But yeah. it's not because we know the truth, but we just got to zip our lips, exactly. bite our tongue, and let them express their opinion or their belief mm-hmm. because they're entitled to it. Right. Yeah, for sure. And the Bible, we've talked about this before. The Bible <clears throat> is the living word of God to us. To them, it's like a book, just like the right. way we look at the Book of Mormon or Islam right. or the Quran or anything. We're like, that's just a book. They call it a holy book, but, but it's not the living word. So we have to, by relationship, just like you're – any family member or friend, you, if someone that you like right. as a friend, you're not going to tell your best friend, no, 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 you're, you're just like you're always dissing them. Exactly. You got to be like, okay, dude, I love you. That's your opinion and cool. And the thing is, is I mean, we have to look at them. They're, they were just like us. Yeah. They didn't have the truth. I mean, we didn't have the truth. They don't have the truth. And then we found the truth. So why are they any different than what we were? So why do exactly. we want to come at them like, oh, my gosh, they don't know anything when we were there? We were there. We were do blind, we forget? We can see. You know what I'm saying? Do we forget that we were there? And so that's why we don't treat people like we wanted to be treated. You know what I'm saying? And it's just going back and being like, OK, I have the truth. It doesn't make them bad or horrible. It just they're lost. So, of course, they're going to have all these crazy ideas or believe in things that aren't true because they're lost. And that is it. They're not terrible people. And by the way, don't tell them they're lost because they don't know they're lost. No, yeah. I know. <laughs> no, not you. Oh. <laughs> I'm all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're like, listen, I understand, guys. Yeah. You're lost. <laughs> yeah. Lost? What are you talking about? <laughs> and I think what you were just talking about is key. You know, not forgetting where you came from. Yes. You know, I remember the same thing too. I had people. I had my mom, and I had other people that were Christians that were trying to give me like a Bible stuff like that. And I was, you know, just putting it aside as well. There was a girl that I I got close to when I was working at a restaurant at one time, and she was a Christian. We got along really good. Um, but I remember like going somewhere with her, and she's listening to like this this Christian music, and I was like, what What is this? I think it was like Switchfoot or something <laughs> right. like this. What did you think and, it was? 
and I just I just thought it was just kind of I heard the lyrics and everything and I remember saying like you know what I, the only thing you know my mom's a Christian you know but this is my problem with Christianity this is what I said back then I said it's like it echoes in my mind I said I feel like when you become a Christian you lo- lose your individuality and I want to be who I am. And I, I remember so I took out Meanwhile, the CD. Meanwhile, you're like, <laughs> I, thought, like I put it ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like, um, I'm having abortions. Yeah. I'm using drugs. Yeah. I'm drinking. Uh-huh. I'm miserable. Getting DUIs. I, I don't want to lose myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to be an individual. This is working out yeah. quite fine. Uh-huh. I like being miserable. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? It's people like that that actually, when I came to the Lord, I called you, I called X, I called my brother, and I called this girl as well. There were people that I knew had connections, you mm-hmm. know, w- with the Lord, a background you guys did, my mom, and then her, because there was an impact of her just living out a genuine uh, walk with the Lord with a lot of ungodly influence around us, party right. guys and everything like that, and just walking straight. An impact. That's how you can have an impact in people's life. Exactly. All right. Well, we have a minute left, but we're going to give away VIP tickets to the biggest Christian festival of this year. It's coming to Ontario to the Citizens Business Bank Arena. It's called Spirit West Coast. Big bands, Toby Mac, Crowder, McPowell, and the third day, Phil Wickham, and many, many more. VIP tickets. You're going to be extremely close. I've actually sat in these tickets before. You're going to be extremely close from the stage. Sweat from the bands might be coming off. <laughs> some spit. I mean, it's going to be epic. I mean, come on. You need these tickets. No, seriously, they are going to be epic tickets. And you're going to have the VIP uh, exclusive lounge access. And you get a merchandise gift card for 10 bucks. That's nice. half of a CD. That is. That's a good deal. I know. Very good deal. So yep. we're going to actually give away tickets. I'm going to make the call. Once we get back from the break, when I sound the alarm. Okay. Do we have an alarm? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have anything you want. We can make it happen. <laughs> when we set, when Sean sounds the alarm, exactly okay. the most annoying sound in the world, like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when that, when you hear that, we're gonna take calls. Exactly. All right, we're gonna see you guys in two minutes, right after the break. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now. 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say... Whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. All right, like we promised, we are going to give away these tickets. So the first person to call right now, 888-564-6173. That's 888-564-6173. That's tickets, two VIP tickets, the Spirit West Coast at the Citizen Business Bank Arena. It is going down with Tommy Matt Crowder, Mick Powell, and Third Day Phil Wickham and many Many more. These are VIPs. You're going to be very close, and you get VIP um, lounge access and a $10 gift card to buy some merch. It's going to be on and cracking. We're going to be there. You're going. I'm going. You're going. We're all going to yes, be there. we're going to be there. Call in now, exactly. and we're going to take the first call and give you guys those tickets. 888 564 
And, and yeah. yeah. And as those come in, let me just um, highlight some of the announcements really quick as well. It says uh, to join our monthly giving program for the whosoevers, you can, for as little as $10 a month, you can impact uh, many lives as these guys are able to go to uh, the high schools and different things with the whosoevers. You can go to whosoevers.com. Also, Ryan just came up with a, a six disc, disc uh, collection of it called, entitled Get Fired Up, a bunch of. Um, some of the, uh, I think, five messages and then his I Am Second uh, DVD that you can pick up. You can go to ryan-reese.com. And then also a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so, uh, Crystal Reese, Ryan's wife, was in studio talking about the little uh, children's book that she put together, Adventure on the Stormy Sea. You can pick that up as well at ryan-reese.com. You know what I forgot to say is because... We can only give out one set of VIP tickets, but there's right. going to be many people that actually want to go to the event. Oh. So we got to give out the website. You got to go to www.spiritwestcoast.org forward slash Ontario. That's spiritwestcoast.org forward slash Ontario. And you could purchase your own tickets so you could come and join the festivities that's going to be on and crack a lack a And like Sean said, Ontario, California. Ontario, yeah, no, no Canadians, no. Eh, okay. So, hey. uh, actually, they could come down, eh? Why yeah, not? Yeah, you know. Hey. So here, let's go ahead and take this call from uh, David from Los Angeles. Los Angeles. What's up, David? What's up, guys? What's up? Doing good, man. Thanks for calling in. What's what's your question tonight? Well, my question is on with the with the whole, you know, marijuana being legal in California now, and you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is it it's it's still considered like you know after uh, will it be like it's sinning still because for using marijuana, David or uh, Sean? <laughs> you know th- this is definitely a, a good question. Um, you know now that you know things have changed, um, but does that mean that the Bible has changed and what um, his standard for a living? Is it has not it has not changed, you know. I I think with all the kids, there's so many things that are being legalized. You know, gay marriage is legalized. You know, you can go on and on, and all these different things that have become legalized. Does that necessarily mean that it's a biblical and it's of the Lord? I would say not. I mean, just look at how many extra laws have uh, been uh, thrown into our our system. You know, when it goes down to it, this is the thing with med- medical marijuana and stuff like this. You know, I'm I, you know, we can have this conversation. You know, we've been talking about just recently after the last week or two with some of the pastors or Dale and all, all the guys like re- recognizing that this is a reality that we have to be able to communicate with people. So if somebody comes up and they're battling with cancer mm-hmm. and they have taken, you know, many me- medications or, you know, pills and stuff like that. And then one of them is actually a marijuana and maybe this one's helping them. You know, how do you communicate? You know, they want you to affirm to them, right. is this right or is this this wrong? Exactly. Um, basically, when what it goes down to on that, on the medical marijuana tip, you got to have one. We are led by the spirit of God, you know, and we need to know what what is right by the conviction of our by the Holy Spirit working in and through our lives. You know, I you could put it down with alcohol and and these things as well. Marijuana, I believe intoxication in itself is not something that a child of God should be consumed with but by any means. What's that verse, Sean, where it says, be sober, be sober-minded, minded. be vigilant, um, sober-minded? It, it's in First Peter chapter 5, in First Peter chapter 5, being sober, being diligent, and only having a clear uh, uh, mindset. And this is the thing, the medical marijuana thing, the, this is what's so crazy. A lot of it's become a racket. 
Because, I mean, I know friends that I grew up with that are running medical marijuana dispensaries. I'll tell you what, they're not doctors. Right. <laughs> um, we have a friend that actually grows farms of this stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I had a friend that um, works in a lot of, like, uh, this concerts and everything like this. And he was doing a Cypress Hill concert a couple of years ago um, or like a year ago or so. And as they were going there, he says, it's funny. It's like you got all these guys at a concert, and then they got this roped-off section. And the roped-off section, it wasn't VIP. It was those that had medical marijuana cards. I'm like, okay, yeah. at a Cypress Hill concert. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, some of those things are de- definitely, you know, corrupt, the, those whole system. And- it is a good question, though. It is. David, it is. this is a very good question because we live in this generation. There's just like this time, this 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 time that we're living in. There's a lot of interesting things, a lot of interesting laws being passed. And, you know, you got the whole transgender and the whole it's just just all this confusion. You know, drugs are legal. I mean, what, you know, all this crazy stuff. Next, next, next sex is going to be. Well, sex is legal, actually. You could buy women in Vegas at the Bunny Ranch. Right. Right. I mean, it's legal. Yes. That's a perfect example. Exactly. Here's here's the far left. You can go you can go sleep with women to pay money legally. So right. is that right? The thing no. is, too, though, it's yeah. that it's things are so confusing because things just because things are legal does not make it right in yeah. God's eyes. And that's the confusing part, right. because as Christians, we need to know God's word. Mm-hmm. And if you know God's word, then you're going to know that all these things that are somewhat legal are not right with God. And yeah. that's what matters. You know what I'm saying? And the, the whole reason, David, is why, and you know, to the listeners, the whole reason why God put these 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 um, like the rules in place or the command, should I say, in place is not because he wants to keep anything from us. He put all these commands in place for us not to do because all it does is it hurts our life. Right. Like do not go, do not like, don't go out and fornicate or like, you know, that's the Bible term. So basically don't go out and sleep with other just guys and girls because what happens? You end up getting girls pregnant. You catch diseases. You have unwanted kids. That abortions, that's why God put those things in place. Have one one wife, one woman. Don't use drugs. Why? Because look at all the people that are like fried from from drugs or like in mental institutions or OD'd. That's why those things are not in place. Do not be drunk with, with, you know, don't be drunk, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. What happens when people get drunk? They're hooking up with people. They're driving drunk. They're killing people. They're getting into accidents. They're hurting themselves. I mean, think about how many bad things happen when you're drunk. And me and Sean, we could have yep. got stories all night. We, oh. we need like 10 shows. <laughs> just, to, just, you know. Probably yeah, more than Yeah, 10. for sure. And then, you know, this is, what, you know, we got to think about the future. Go ahead, David. You want to say something? No, I'm listening. He's just listening. Yeah, you know, um, you think about our, our young people today, too. Like, we are setting a, a foundation for them in the future. And as we walk, if we allow these things to, you know, take over our lives as well, what's going to happen to the generation behind us? What's going to happen with the children, right. these parents that are making all these things go down to you, bringing these things into their home? Then you got young stoners and they're just all justified. Back in the day, my Ryan and my crew would have loved to have all these things like kind of um, approving of what we were doing. But, mm-hmm. dude, look where it led us. Marijuana, smoking weed after school is where many of us started. Yeah. And then that took it to, for me, meth and acid and then shrooms and cocaine and then just debauchery, basically, a lifestyle that was totally given over to numbing pain. You know, we were talking about this oh, uh, uh, the other day as well, um, that 
you know, pain. So, so many people try to run from pain sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you know what? God has given us the ability to feel pain, and sometimes it's necessary. Exactly. Sometimes the greatest lessons you will find in your life is when you go through a pain and a heartache. Um, and so I, I wouldn't be so quick to numb pain all the time. Uh, you know, I, it's not to say that, you know, if I'm not hurt, or I'm having a surgery or whatever, like I have peace. I can take, you know, medication at different times. I've had to, but I also know I'm led by the spirit of God. And when I feel like, no, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm good to go. I put that stuff away, right. you know, and anything like that. You need to, the, Jesus says the Holy Spirit will lead, guide, and direct you into all truth. And whenever it comes to any of these kind of questions, I always refer people back to James chapter 4, verse 17. It says this, Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. It throws mm-hmm. it back on the individual. Exactly. It's just like, if I got conviction and you don't have conviction, mm-hmm. I got to listen to the conviction in my heart. Right. That's, all, that's what I got to go by. Mm-hmm. And that's how the Holy Spirit's going to speak to me. And then another thing, because we talk about freedom, and we have freedom in Christ. I have liberty. I'm not in bondage. I'm not in right. this rule book of walking with the Lord. But Paul says this, to stand fast in the liberty which Christ Jesus has made us free, and do not be entangled again. Do not be caught up. Do not be led into bondage. And I've always questioned this to people. With your liberty, you're, if you say you're free to do this or I'm free in Christ to do this, your liberty will never lead you into bondage. So if you find yourself thinking you have this freedom, whether it's drinking, whether it's this or whatever, but now it becomes to be a bondage, it owns you. You don't own it. And to me, that is something that you don't want to go down that path. And the question is, do you want to take a chance of putting yourself in that situation? Like if I I would be scared to start smoking weed again, I would be I'd be more terrified to even start drinking again. Right. Yeah. Because I don't trust myself. I know where where that led me. Mm-hmm. And even you know, some people are like, "Why well, just drink a beer now, mm-hmm. dude?" I don't I don't trust myself. Yeah. It could either. be a one beer. It could be one. It could be one beer for ten years. Right. Okay. But then all of a sudden, maybe that tenth year, exactly. maybe I ended up just getting to the two and three, and then all of a sudden, my whole life just. I mean, you guys, and this isn't just like. I'm just talking about this. This is like story after story that we hear. <laughs> I know. We've hear this from people. Go talk to people that are in rehabs. What did it start with? They'll be like, alcohol. Yep. Right. Weed's not the gateway drug. Alcohol is. Right. Mm-hmm. Hate to say it. No, yeah. I don't hate to say it. No, you don't. You don't hate to say it. I don't hate to say it. <laughs> hey, David, thanks for calling us in, man. Or calling us. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you brother. Great question. Like I said, seriously, this, this is last week. We were in there with Dale and a couple of the guys, like, you know, bringing up these questions, you know, how to communicate uh, with these things. And if you have any questions, you, this is Live with Ryan Reese. You can call in uh, throughout the evening. We've got about 20 some minutes left. 888 Again, 888 All right. Here's another question. Oh. <laughs> We, we need to get Ivan in here because I always lock these calls and David's still locked. Oh. David, are you still on the line? Hello? No. no. It's, he's it's, gone. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, oh, he's he on is, the line. Yeah. <laughs> so David. We, it'd be nice to get Ivan in here. Maybe uh, Golden can send him in if someone's yeah. listening. Okay, cool. Right on. What's, okay. what's that question? Okay, so here's another question. It says, I am a believer and have been pursuing Jesus more and more lately, but I don't know if I have the spirit on me necessarily. How do I move forward with that? So basically she's talking about, you know, how when you come to the Lord, you get the on. Uh-huh. Oh, you're talking about the, the yeah. works of the Holy the Spirit? Yes. The upon experience. Yeah, the upon experience. Yeah. So she's wondering, 
Well, break down if what the has, difference is first so people understand what that is. Yeah, we talked about this before, I, I believe a, a couple of weeks ago, when it talks about the work of the Holy Spirit. And you've heard the, um, uh, the when, the in, the upon experience. With is when the Holy Spirit's working with you before you're in Christ, meaning, well, now you're, you're starting to get conviction in your life. You're start, maybe things are starting to happen in your life where you're like, is there such thing as life after death? Is there eternity? Man, I kind of feel bad for what I'm doing. I, I kind of feel bad for being hammered over the weekend i kind of feel bad for you know messing around with my wife or my husband and the conviction starts taking that's place the that's the with like around god you. starts yeah. working your life like that and then when you come to a place of acknowledgement of sin acknowledging of the truth of who jesus is and you ask christ into your life and you repent of your sins the bible says as you accept christ by faith you are then born again in the holy spirit all things pass away behold all things become brand new and the holy spirit takes residence in your life in your heart he starts to transform you old things pass away behold all things become brand new now for the disciples um in the in the gospels you see when jesus appeared to them he says he he breathed onto them the spirit of god we believe many people believe as well that it was at that moment that they were born again the holy spirit Mm -hmm. but then he would tell them that there was still something that there was lacking or there they were in need of and that was where he called them to wait in jerusalem till you are endued with power from on high and that is by the power of the holy spirit that's when the church grew. That's where it birthed. That's where a, a fumbling fool like Peter would become preaching with boldness in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit fell upon the church. And the manifestations of that are many ways. You know, for the church at that particular time, the speaking of tongues was um, prominent at that particular time. But also the greatest of them all, and I believe that this is the greatest evidence, is love. Yeah. An absolute, true, genuine love of humility, of peace and joy, where it's just like God's love is just overshadowing you, where perspective changes. Like your the the way you view the world around you is that of love and compassion. You have a broken heart as Christ had a mm-hmm. broken heart. The baptism of the Holy Spirit empowers you to exercise the gifts of the Holy Spirit and to have victory over sin in your life. So I would say that the greatest evidence love that's what paul talks about when you go through the gifts of the holy spirit in corinthians and in romans and in ephesians it says you can have the gift of tongues and all these different things and interpretations but if you have not love it profits you nothing so i believe love is the great evidence of the work of the holy spirit and that's important you know because some people can get stumbled off that right you know chunk smith you said you know he came from a, a pentecostal background and he learned many things there has a great love for it a, as well in his life pro you know and there's a lot of great churches all over the place but at the particular church he got brought up with there was such a high emphasis on the speaking of tongues for the evidence of the holy spirit mm-hmm. for those that did not speak in tongues some people could be walk away condemned well, I don't speak in tongues. Does right. that mean I'm not baptized with the Holy exactly. Spirit? Um, that's not that's not true. Some people do, some people don't. The Holy Spirit of love, the, the the love of the Holy Spirit falling upon your life, I believe, is the greatest evidence of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, because she's talking about how she has been pursuing Jesus more and more lately, but is not sure if she has the upon experience or necessarily has that. And she wants to know how she can move forward with that. And so I say you just go and, you know, ask someone to pray yeah. to have that experience and yeah. then move forward from there. 
ha- go to the church. Right. In James, one of my favorite uh, passages, it talks about go to the elders of the church. Right. Have them lay their hands on you. Put oil. Yeah. Oil exactly. on them. Lay their hands on you. Pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Right. You but <laughs> you could have it even in your car. I got right. ba- I I was singing worship. I got baptized in my car when I was driving home from a concert. Um yeah. That's it. I just started right. crying out of no I was listening to worship, but I was just right. felt like crying. I was like, what the heck? And I I would encourage those it that are happens. listening right now. Maybe you're walking with the Lord and you want that touch of the Lord. You, mm-hmm. you like Ryan just said, you spend time with the Lord personally. D.L. Moody was one of my favorite um, pastors to to read about. Preachers from back in the day, we used to, like you, we relate to those guys that don't have like this um, Bible college background, but they were right. just filled with the Holy Spirit and were moved to preach. Well. Story goes to show that he actually was preaching for for a while, and people were just you know coming in like drums. But at the, there was a time in his life that these these I believe there were ladies. It was says, "We've been praying for you. We've been praying for you." And he's like, "They're always saying they're praying for me." Like <laughs> after I'm done with the teaching, it's like, "Well, yeah, I mean that's good, but like, am I doing something?" Then he was like, "It's funny because he's just practical. Yeah. He's just like, is there something wrong with me or something?" Right, and then like. We just see that you could be used so powerfully if you were just baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's and, pretty crazy. Wow. And he it, he was being used right. already, already yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, but then that's God, that power, like yeah. that gnarly. And then he talks about where this time where he was uh, in his house and his room, he went back, he locked the door at his particular home and just got in a place where he had to just continue to pray. And the Holy Spirit was just, that's what he's talking about. It was like oceans of love was just coming upon his life where he was like, Lord, I can't take anymore. And it would actually spawn his ministry uh, going into um, a, a very... Um, in an amazing way. I don't know if anybody was used. I mean, there was many people that were used by the Lord powerfully during that time, but Dion Moody was one of them. Wow. Um, we have a question. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will take this question okay. right now yes. like this. So basically, we got a question um, from Jack in Hesperia. And basically, the question is, is it all right to go to massage parlors? Question. I'm not fornicating. Is it okay to go to massage parlors? Bringing the question up like that, it's implying that it is linked to, um, you know, (laughs) having like sexual pleasure or something like that. So if you're talking about if you're going to like a massage, you're doing acupuncture, you're doing something physically for your body to, you know, strengthen you for for some, you could say, no, you know, those those are fine. But if you're going to the level where you're saying, well, is it right if I'm fornicating, you know, in a massage parlor? Well, I would say, yeah, no. (laughs) You know, if many massage parlors that are corrupt and there are a bunch of them, you know, about when (laughs) we human traffic victims, by the way, (laughs) let's go, let's, let's go on a bigger Go right. scale. Right. So just this is the deal. And you can go watch this on documentaries on the news. There's Go to Netflix. I mean, we have friends that are in human trafficking business. Uh, I would say 99.9% of those girls that are in those massage parlors that are open till 5 in the morning, mm-hmm. 6 in the morning, that don't open till 10 at night, those are human traffic victims. Right. So basically when we think about going to a massage parlor mm-hmm. and going into a place like that, those are girls that are there that are not there because by choice. They, yeah. They're there because they're being human trafficked. Right. That's huge. That's all over the news and everything. This yeah. is not a big deal. Then there's other massage parlors where you go and you get a massage 
because there's like time massage, deep tissue, right. uh, acupuncture. You know, they do the the They're suctioning, legit. the cups. Yep. I mean, I go to I go to one right here, the the uh, agape uh, acupuncture mm-hmm. right here in in Costa Mesa because yep. I have back problems. It's right there. These guys, are, they're right here in Costa right. Mesa. Um, but yeah, no, that, and then you, remember you hurt your back, you had to go to yep. cupping. There's two different kinds. The ones yes. that have the sparkly lights, that have the little Christmas yeah. lights that are blinking that says open at two in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh, Stay away. Sketchy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you have no business going there. No. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, you're right. I remember when we used to, when we did a, a couple of uh, huge events out in Vegas for ministry and stuff, you would see massage parlors all over the place and it'd be like grand opening next week, grand closing yeah, because, the news. because they happens. get, they get corrupt and exactly. stuff like that. So once again, this goes, the Lord will show you, you know, if you, if you have to question, is this right for me to go in? Well, no, like, I mean, of course it's not right for you to go in a place that you're having some kind of sexual pleasure in a massage parlor that has like what Ryan's saying, um, many human traffic mm-hmm. people that are there against their will, making money by the person that's running the place. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're literally having sexual pleasures, with your computer screen, with random girls, but not going, you know, to home base, first base, second base, third base, or massage part. Any yeah. of this stuff, it's all what did Jesus says? He says, if yep. you look on a woman and lust and lust in your mind. In your mind. Finish mm-hmm. the verse. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> How's the verse go? You've already committed you, adultery. You've already committed the I sin. Said, he said something like, you know, I, I said don't commit adultery, but if you even look on the woman with lust, you're committing adultery. Right. It's all in the mind. It's just like we've talked about this before on the radio. If you're into porn and you're married and I'm watching a bunch of porn, I get into watching porn and then I go and sleep with my wife. Obviously, if you're watching porn, you don't care about your wife. You're just using her as an object. Mm-hmm. Right. So your mind is in this, what you just watched, right. preparing yourself to go have sex with your wife. Right. So your wife actually doesn't even exist. No. That is the problem with porn. That's why Jesus said that verse. He says, if you want to, if you know, don't even, have, don't have, I say don't have, don't commit adultery. But if you even look on a woman. With with lust, you're committing adultery. Exactly. You know, when I was on my way over here, I was trying to find a thing that he was talking about. Ravi Zacharias' daughter, I believe her name's Naomi. Um, her ministry is for saving the women that have been caught up in sex trafficking, and talks about these places she goes in Europe and England, different places where there are a couple of gnarly streets where this is just all over the place. Right, and she actually pays time to just go in. The time that they would make for a client, she mm-hmm. pays that and just sits with them and begins to get, you know, share with them and, and love on them. Right. And just like the corruptness that's there. Mm-hmm. And she would come back to her dad. He's like, Dad, it's so crazy. The people that I see come in there, the guys that come in, and many of them don't go to that same client. They change clients all the time. Oh, yeah. Because, okay, they got this one, now they want the next, then they want the other, then they want this. And it's this total thing, and it's a total picture of this. The flesh is never satisfied. Right. And it will own you. It will destroy you for sure. Yeah, and, and those chicks aren't into you guys anyway. So. Right. <laughs> uh, exactly. Okay, so we have a couple minutes left. So if you're interested in what we're doing with the Whosoever's Movement, you can go to the whosoever's.com. Um, we go to high schools. We're touring. We're reaching kids. We're giving them the gospel. Holy Spirit's dropping. Kids are getting saved. You could donate if you want to, if you believe in what we're doing, if you believe in the show, what we're doing. Our goal is to disciple people, to answer these, these hard questions, 
they're hard because it's kind of hard to go up and ask someone this face to face. So this is why the radio exists. Right. Um, if you purchase our products, they actually goes back into funding the movement. So you could actually rep the movement. People could ask you about what's the whosoever's movement when you're wearing the product, which we got all six stuff. And uh, you could talk to people about God. And then we have the CCA West Coast Pastors Conference. It's going down. Mike McIntosh, Raul Reese. Uh, who else? Sandy Adams. Sandy Adams, Don McClure, um, John Renner, Derek Beeler, yourself, and Mike. Did I say Mike McIntosh? Yeah. I did. Yeah. It's yep. going down. It's for pastors. David Rosales. And, uh. and David Rosales. It's for pastors and young leaders that have a call in their life, but they need to know what that next step is. Sign up now. Uh, spots are filling up. CCAWestCoast.org. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.